Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Ordinary Yogi. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of slowing down. Did like that effect? It wasn't even an effect. That was my real voice. So I wanted to bring this up uh, really because we're in such a fucking hurry all the time in these in this day and age. And I feel like we have become sensation junkies where we're just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. Always living moment to moment, going from thing to thing to thing, and never just sitting back and slowing down and enjoying being where we are. Which, as I get into the episode, there are a lot of benefits to doing that. So my story, uh, I really, you know, I you think I have, because I'm a yogi guy and I have a fucking podcast that I'm all about this stuff. But I am just like anybody else. This is what is called the ordinary yogi because I'm just a regular dude that happens to do yoga. And I noticed this during the No Distraction December, Disconnection December. I haven't decided which one I'm going to use yet. But that provided me a lot of space to see how much um, how much I'm in a hurry all the time. Uh, where I'm trying to just input, input, input. Where I'm like, I'm cooking breakfast for my family but while I'm the food's cooking, I'm fucking on my phone just because I just need something always coming in. And I notice how that really kind of creates the sort of anxiety. And when I had the no distraction December, uh, disconnection December, I was really able to just enjoy being present. And, you know, I was cutting vegetables and, you know, just doing some mindless task, right? But I could really, I just really honed in on how that feels, how the knife feels in my hand, how the vegetables feel in my other hand. As I slice through, I can feel it going through each and every piece of vegetable. I hit it, feel it hitting the cutting board. Every little moment of it, I really, in, I don't would say enjoyed, but I was very present to it. And that whole experience, right, just gave me a nice peace of mind. And I just felt, no words to describe it other than, like I just wasn't going anywhere. I was doing the thing that I was doing. My mind was nowhere else. And it was just a really beautiful thing that I rediscovered uh, because I put these boundaries in place to disconnect from all the social media and everything else. And, you know, when I'm getting ready or doing stuff in the house, I have this anxiety for no reason where I'm thinking about the thing I'm doing, but I'm also thinking about what's next, uh, what I need to do today all this other stuff, trying to maintain my kid, trying to do, do all these things that just add up, add up, add up, add up. And I just end up feeling like I'm being rushed for, for some reason. Even though, you know, it's a Sunday morning, we got fucking nowhere to go. I feel like I'm, oh, I got to get this, then, then, this, then, 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 And like, just, it doesn't stop. And that just always puts me a little bit on edge. And again, looking back, just looking from a, you know, 20,000 foot view, that happens for no fucking reason. We have nowhere to go. I just put this uh, pressure on myself to just be in a hurry and get everything done as soon as possible that I just create myself a lot of disease. 
Now, maybe a lot of people can identify with that, where we're just kind of going from one thing to the next and never really just stopping and appreciating the beautiful present that we're in, right? They just like just being where we are, man. And just having a little bit of mindfulness pre- creates a nice, um, a nice feeling of just calm and presence. And it's so, so nice. So, you know, yoga philosophy, I mean, it, it of course, it's kind of ins and outs. Uh, yoga is all about the, the journey inward, right? So to journey inward, we kind of have to disconnect from everything outside and to slow down and to really, really be mindful and pay attention to how our body's feeling, how our emotions feeling, how our mind is kind of wavering back and forth. All that falls into slowing down. If you want to get into that stuff, we can definitely have another episode about it. But I just want to have the practice of slowing down. You know, of course, it's going to lead to like being mindful and all sorts of beautiful things. But I think there's just enough benefit if we just kind of slow down just a little bit and we can just appreciate where we are. And, you know, as I was thinking about this episode and figuring out how to convey this message, um, something came to me that, you know, maybe this has to do a lot with compassion that or self-compassion maybe we feel like we shouldn't take any time off maybe we feel like we got to get all the things done and never allowing ourselves a break this could be part of the equation i don't know i feel like some a lot of us are just we're our own worst critics we tend to feel like we could always do more 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 and not realizing by doing less we're able to give more, not only to ourselves, but to the people around us. And, you know, by compassion, I don't mean just giving up on fucking everything. I think there's a lot of, you know, confusion on what compassion is. We're like, oh, yeah, it's okay. You didn't do anything. You, we, we still have to have our standards. We hold ourselves to them. But the compassion piece comes in as far as, you know, you're a person. And you're not a machine. You're not these devices that we carry around in our pockets that are just on all the goddamn time and accurate and always going. We're a person. We're made of flesh and bone. And we're going to make mistakes. And we're not going to hit the mark sometimes. And that's okay. And I feel if we just say that out loud, it might bring us a little bit of peace into our heads. Because, hey, I fuck up just like anybody else does. And another thing I was thinking about as far as self-compassion, I was, you know, I'm going to sound super like uh, yogi right now, but I was meditating the other day and it just struck me. I was meditating and I started thinking about, mis- you know, the mistakes started coming into my head, not necessarily like most ones I've made, but just the idea of mistakes. And I walked away from that meditation of like, man, what a fucking privilege it is that I can make mistakes and be okay. And I feel a lot of people, if you're listening to this podcast, you you probably have a privilege of making mistakes. And that's such a wonderful thing, right? For the most part, for the most part, we can make small mistakes every day and it's going to be okay. Nothing huge is going to happen. We just learn from it and then we move on. And that's such a like, such a feel like a weight off our shoulders. Like it's okay. It's a privilege to be able to make these mistakes day in, not every single day, but to make these mistakes every once in a while, to fall short every once in a while, it's it's such a beautiful blessing that we have. And I think we just overlook that sometimes. I went way off topic there, but I just thought about that as I was talking about it. So there's a few studies, you know, I looked up as far as, you know, self-compassion. And, 
you know, it makes sense when you say it out loud, but as we measure self-compassion and how we kind we are to ourselves, there's a big correlation between that and psychological well-being or happiness. The more kind we are to ourselves, we can, you know, not beat ourselves up. And I fall into the camp of, you know, I fall short or I do something I shouldn't have done, whatever. And I just, if I don't stop it, it can go into a big hole of, ah, I'm a fucking piece of shit. I never get anything right. And then, of course, that doesn't make us feel any better, right? We just continue to beat ourselves down. And there's a couple tools I'll I'll share at the end of the episode that if you're into that space, we can do a couple things to just create a little pause and to see what effect that's having. Another thing that I looked up was an interesting article is, you know, this guy, I don't know, he's a psychologist, whatever. He lived, he went to a monastery for about a year and he just noticed some things, right? He took a lot of journals about his experience there and what he walked away from, which I thought was, you know, reading, he put like bullet points because it's super sciencey, but I thought it was really interesting hearing from his perspective where he's like psychologist. So it like, I don't know, whatever. So the, the big thing he put, and I'll just kind of read it direct from it, is like, there is a slowing down of the thought process and feelings, a reduction of internal dialogue and a greater will control over the direction in which thoughts move. And that in itself is amazing to me. Okay, by slowing down, we can then stop ourselves from going down these rabbit holes that we tend to do when we're in such a rush or we're just at normal speed, right? If we, if we fall short or we just feel we have to do the da, 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 do the thing after the thing after the thing, we can slow down and again, check out our internal dialogue and have a greater will control over the direction in which that dialogue goes. Continuing reading, consequently, there is a reduction in impulsive thinking and behavior. This slowing down is brought about mainly by meditation and pranayama or breathing exercises, but also through the yamas and the niyamas, right? This uh, the the ethics and the uh, the some yoga stuff. I've, the the word leaves me right now. And because slowing down the thought process, there is a reduction in worries about the past or anxieties about the future. One's life is more in the present. And that's just one little excerpt from the the reading I found. So that in itself, I feel like, you know, it's anecdotal, of course, not so pure scientific proven, but I think there is something there to allowing ourselves to slow down. And if it's a compassion thing, giving ourselves the permission to slow down, I think is very, very important. So this is all well and great. We have a great why this is important, you know, why you should do it. But how can we start practicing slowing down? And I'm in the camp of, you know, you do one thing a day and it changes everything. You don't have to do all the things. You don't have to sit in meditation for an hour a day. You don't have to do yoga every single day. You don't have to do any of that shit. Just doing one thing mindfully starts to create this habit or pattern and starts kind of reshaping our brain. Again, meditation or just being mindful has been shown to not only affect the way we think, but actual the physical matter in our brain, right? Specifically, the parts that regulate emotion, they tend to grow a little bit. So things that are super stressful before, as we practice things, things more and more, they become less stressful or, you know, 
easier to manage as we continue these practices. So, of course, I'm going to start off with the, the meditation stuff. This is the ordinary yogi. Um, sitting down and just breathing for, I mean, five minutes, even less. If you just want to set a timer for, let's just say, two minutes. And then you sit there or lying down, whatever feels good for you. And we breathe in for four seconds. And then we exhale for six seconds. Doing that for two minutes. And just seeing and Thoughts are going to come and go, you know, they may be thinking, oh, this is really stupid, but again, not really acting on the thoughts, but just observing where the thoughts come from. And this is a really important thing when it comes to, you know, meditation and being able to regulate our emotions and the things that come in and out is by practicing these things more and more, we become the seer and not the seen. And what I mean by that is, all these temporary things that we have, like this morning, I was pretty pissed off about something. And, you know, it's just a feeling like that, for example, I have, to, I have the space now to think, okay, this is a transient feeling that I'm having. I'm trying my best not to identify like I'm just a fucking angry person. Just this morning, I'm feeling angry or I'm with anger and just observing it and not acting on it and just kind of seeing, maybe exploring and being curious of where that's coming from. Right. These things like sound super kind of, of course, woo woo, but a little weird. But the more you do it, the more you'll be able to create this space of like, huh, I'm feeling angry. Like I'm feeling irritated right now. I wonder why. And not just going, fucking fuck you. It's going to take some time, but I promise you, the more you practice this stuff, the easier it's going to get. So all these practices I'm getting into is going to help us curve us and becoming the seer, right? Just the watcher, the witness of what's going on in our mind kind of separating ourselves. So meditation, of course, breathing is a great thing. And if you're not really one to sit still, going for a walk is another fantastic form of meditation. And by a walk, I mean without any headphones, without your devices, just going out for a stroll for 10 minutes. And as you're walking, noticing, you know, just looking around and just noticing the neighborhood, noticing any flowers, noticing how the, your, the weight of your body feels on your feet, all this sort of stuff is going to allow you to kind of slow down a little bit and just appreciate the walk, the 10 minutes that you're out there by yourself. Another thing we can do is, you know, eating mindfully. Again, we all got to eat. So this is a perfect thing to do to practice mindfulness. And I believe I've mentioned it before in other episodes that as we eat, Again, disconnecting from any devices, putting everything down. And if we're eating by ourselves, as we look at our plate, our food, whatever, imagining or just appreciating all the textures, all the colors that are in our plate. And then thinking of the food, right? Thinking that journey that food took to get to your plate is a great way to really slow your body down, slow your mind down. So that food didn't just appear, right? You probably cooked it or got it somewhere somebody cooked that food so either you did or somebody else if you went out to eat and it doesn't end there right that food traveled from somewhere that grew it that butchered it whatever and then it then even there you know somebody planted that seed somebody grew the animal they had a whole journey in life and it ended up right in your plate and i think that's a crazy thing to think about when you're just eating an apple you're like ah, it's a fucking apple who cares came from the store but you look at it oh man somebody First, it got transported to the store. I bought it. 
I brought it home. But somebody grew it. It got farmed somewhere. It got shipped all the way here. And even before that, it came off a tree that came from another seed. And then we can just keep going down this rabbit hole. But as we go through that thought process, it really slows our mind down. You don't have to do this with every meal. But again, just a small thing every day is going to help build this, this mindfulness that I keep uh, hammering to you guys in this podcast. Another thing that we can do is journal, of course. I've talked about journaling before, writing down how we're feeling this morning. What, why do we feel that we're feeling that way? You don't have to write pages and pages every single day. You don't have to write every single day. But just having something to jot down ideas, feelings, is another great way to slow our minds down. Especially if we're feeling frustrated or upset, we can write down what you're feeling and then why am I feeling that way. And as you write down why, of course, your body can't really keep up with the speed of your mind, so you have to slow down, write it into a complete sentence that makes sense. And then we get it out on paper and we can read it from another perspective and be like, oh, you know, this, this seems kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm overreacting or maybe it's this. Once we get it out on paper, it's a nice way, again, to slow down our minds and look at it from a different perspective. And we can start maybe judging our emotions a little bit or questioning our emotions, not really judging them. And the last thing I, I <clears throat> we can leave in practice is an, an exercise of thought, emotions, and body. And... Whenever we have a negative thought or whatever whatever thought, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily negative, but that's just one I, <laughs> I deal with pretty often, is noticing the thought. That becomes like the first part is, hey, this, this pisses me off. Again, just witnessing it, not acting on it, just noticing, huh, this thought I'm having. And then zooming out a little bit and saying, okay, what emotions am I having with this thought? Like, oh, okay. It kind of pisses me off a little bit. And then zooming out a little bit more and questioning, hmm, do I feel this somewhere in my body? And sometimes you might, sometimes you won't. But just having that process of thought, what emotion that elicits, and then anywhere we can feel that in our body is a fantastic way, again, to slow ourselves down and just question and be curious of things that are running through our mind. As I close out this episode, again, all these exercises I, I listed, again, about going for a walk, trying some meditation or breathing, eating mindfully, journaling is another thing, going through our thoughts, emotions, and body. One last thing we can try is when we're in an emotional state, taking deep breaths between our sentences. So talking out loud, talking with somebody, or just talking to yourself about something that makes you upset whatever, maybe how you're feeling, maybe you're feeling in a rush, saying a sentence and just going, I'll give you an example. You know, this morning I, I, was, I was in a rush because of breakfast. And I hear, this is how it would look. I'm in a rush this morning and then taking a deep breath. If I feel like I don't get these things done, I feel like I'm not serving my family then. And then between these sentences, taking these deep breaths is allowing ourselves, first our nervous system to calm down a little bit, and then really to uh, absorb what we're saying out loud or absorb our thoughts. That's another exercise we can practice a little bit. So you have a few things to, to help you out. In the end, you know, I just, you know, there's a lot of anxiety now. There's a lot of just go, go, go. And I feel like there's so much beauty 
and wisdom in just sitting still and being present. You know, if you think back to, you know, if you're a religious person, all these religious figures had some kind of solitude where they just fucking left for a good amount of time. I can, you know, they're all a little bit different. And in that solitude, in that stillness, in that quietness, in that presence, they gained wisdom, you know, from whatever higher power you want to believe in. And I think there's something we can take away from that. If we just are able to disconnect and just slow down for a little bit, we can maybe not necessarily sense something from a higher power, but we can really start building a relationship with ourselves and be more conscious of how we're feeling and what we do with those feelings, which I think very is very, very important. I sometimes am not feeling, you know, I'm feeling upset about something and that's going to manifest in something else where I'll, I'll be short with my wife or with my son when it has absolutely nothing to do with them, but I'm pissed off. <clears throat> but in second, you know, instead of that, I can kind of be the witness and be like, huh, I'm feeling upset today. Why am I feeling upset? And just expressing it somehow, writing, you know, working out, whatever, I can get it out a little bit in a healthier fashion, right? But it takes that mindfulness to kind of just notice, huh, this is how I'm feeling today. And by, you know, I do that by slowing down, by meditating, by breathing slow. I'm a slow motherfucker, man. Not just, <laughs> not just intellectually, if you haven't, listened, haven't noticed from listening to this podcast, but just I move very slow. I just, that's my speed. And I, I think it serves me very well. Anywho, that's enough rambling for this week. Again, there's a lot of power in slowing down. I hope you take these exercises, write them down, put them somewhere. Just try one for a few days and let me know how that goes. If you enjoy this episode, please do me a favor. Leave a rating and review. I would love to get this podcast out to as many people as possible. The goal of this whole thing is to share these teachings with ordinary folks, right? The nine to fivers, the stay-at-home moms. That people that aren't getting the yoga love that they should. Because there's a lot of wisdom and benefit in this stuff. Not just doing the practices and asanas and going to sexy yoga classes, doing handstands and all that shit. But just the teachings that this thing has. I feel like I do a decent job of relating these lessons and putting them into real world applications. Because I, like you, am just an ordinary person trying to do my fucking best to make it through this life. Anywho, I appreciate you all for listening, and I will talk to you next week.